a gun in the face. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. Started two years of horror for an American in Venezuela. They said, you need to give us your phone and get ready because you're coming with us. I'm Becky Bruce, and I spent a year researching and piecing together Josh and Tammy Holt's story about their ordeal in a notorious prison. That's when everything started to turn bad. We had another pound on the door. Boom, boom, boom. And there was the police once again. You can binge all of the episodes of Hope in Darkness on kslpodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back to Live Mike. How do young voters view this presidential election? We're going to speak with the president of Young Democrats of Utah in just a moment. And after the break, we'll move over to the other side of the aisle and speak with Abe Vasquez, chairman of the Utah Young Republicans, to see how uh, young voters are responding here in Utah. In Florida, North Carolina, Maine, Minnesota, Pennsylvania, and Michigan, early votes cast by the youth have already exceeded the 2016 margin of victory in that state's presidential race. You got that? More than 5 million Young people, or folks aged 18 to 29, have already voted either early or by absentee in this 2020 election, including nearly 3 million in 14 key stakes that very well may wait to, well, very well may decide the presidency. And, and this is a, an important one to focus on. We don't have a race like this happening here in Utah, but uh, the Senate is up for grabs. Let's not forget about the Senate. Uh, in Utah, in the last presidential election, that is in 2016, uh, 520,000 people uh, between the ages of 18 and 29 voted here in Utah. That's 26, just about 27 percent of voters here in the state, higher than the national average of 21.6 percent for that same age group. A graduate student at Barry University, Mateo Gomez, questioned Joe Biden at a town hall on ABC News earlier this month. If you win in November, there will be a 56-year age gap between you and myself. My generation, Generation Z, is growing up with school shootings, police brutality and protests, and the inability to earn a livable wage even when holding advanced degrees like myself. How can someone like yourself, an older white male, represent my generation over the next four years? And please, President, um, Vice President Biden, can you guarantee me that the American dream still exists. Remember that from the the town hall? Were you satisfied by uh, former Vice President Joe Biden's response? You have to decide. Uh, Joining me now on the program is Joel Scaria, president of Young Democrats of Utah. Joel, welcome to the program. How are you? Doing well. Thanks for having me. Uh, First off, before we get into some of the questions I have for you, describe your organization and how does one come to be in a leadership position within Young Democrats of Utah? So I think it's like most positions. Uh, You know, if you do the work, you end up getting uh, getting recognition, getting some praise and uh, and kind of reaching folks and meeting folks. And uh, I I started out as uh, vice president of Young Democrats of Utah and uh, a vacancy opened and. I was voted in by the board. And what do you what do you do? What are your duties? What are the objectives of the of the office and the organization? 
So the objectives of the office and the organization are to partner with um, county uh, caucuses to help uh, get out the vote, to help uh, support um, and, uh, and scaffold campaigns. Um, we have folks working uh, in different caucuses as well that uh, align with us kind of in, in terms of our, our platforms. Um, the Women's uh, Caucus and Black Caucus, for example, uh, so we have a lot of crossover between a, a few different organizations in the state, and it's really just uh, it's one of the organizations that um, is uh, associated. We're a chartered unit of uh, Young Democrats of America, um, and we kind of coordinate efforts um, in both a local to kind of national sense. Very good. Uh, so that's the organization. That's the background. That's uh, the the foundation upon which we're standing today. Tell me this: what are the what are the concerns you think that are leading uh, young voters to the polls this election? So I think a, a few critical ones, uh, you know, increasing income inequality that we've seen, uh, you know, over the years, uh, stagnating wages. I mean, we're the most educated, um, you know, uh, 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 we're the most kind of educated uh, voting demographic relative to, to previous years, to the past years. And we're we're on pace to make less in our lifetimes than our parents' generation, which is, you know, that's in terms of thinking, uh, in terms of, you know, a positive sum game, the, the fact that uh, we can have growth um, and it be uh, kind of shared, these, this growth be shared with young folks. Uh, I, I don't think we're seeing that with our, our, our generation. And I think it's, it's causing some distress because, uh, housing costs are ri- rising, education costs are rising, healthcare costs are rising, um, and you're having folks that are becoming more and more vulnerable. Uh, and especially in the climate that we're in now, um, you know, we need we need assurances. You know, we need more assurances and more protection uh, for for our young people. And young people, as they head to the the polling places uh, or you know, fill out the ballots they mail in. Uh, when they look for answers, at least from your position, as they look for answers, they find that in the Democratic Party. Yeah, I believe so. Um, in terms of wanting to create, you know, to uh, kind of, um, you know, uh, address kind of existential threats to our our environment, uh, addressing the climate crisis, and in, in terms of addressing, uh, you know, inc- you know, uh, the, the the mass amount of student loan debt that's occurring, uh, to address you know, increasing housing costs and to address, you know, all, all these uh, systematic social issues, these structural issues that are uh, that are, are facing, uh, you know, the American public today. Sure. Uh, for many, for many in the younger age groups, there will be a first time voting experience. It may be the first time they voted in a presidential election. What do what do you from, from your position and as an organization, what advice do you give these first time voters? Um, my advice is to um, obviously don't just uh, post on social media. Um, you know, don't just be consumed with uh, the information of people that think like you. Uh, don't get too consumed with your kind of information bubbles. Uh, start reaching out to folks and, and having conversations, reaching across the line, uh, you know, party lines, um, having discussions, talking about issues that really matter to you. Um, you know, we, we tend to. Uh, you know, we tend to be more convincing speakers if we're talking about something we're passionate about. Um, so find an issue that, that, that really 
that you're really passionate about, that you really care about, that really affects you and people that you care about, uh, people that you empathize with, and uh, start having those those tough conversations. Do you, do you think that when, when all the votes are tallied that we will see, uh, regardless of party, but do you think that we will see this year, this election cycle, a, a record-setting number of young people out voting? I, I think so. I mean, I, mean, uh, I, I would hope so. You know, uh, uh, you know we, we would hope the better, better angels of our nature would, would, have, would mobilize young people to vote in this election because we're facing an existential threat to our democracy. Elaborate on that. Um, in terms of, uh, you know, uh, suppressions of, of free speech, in, in terms of uh, increasing hate crimes, in, in terms of uh, more and more hateful rhetoric uh, that's being used uh, by the executive branch. Um, I think, you know, I think this is... Uh, this is a, a turning point, uh, or this should be a turning point. This should be a, an inflection point in, in kind of saving the soul of, of the American democracy. All righty. We'll leave it at that. Uh, Joel Scaria, thank you so much for your time. Uh, again, Mr. Scaria, president of Young Democrats of Utah, talking to us about the issues that are facing young folks, the issues that are motivating those uh, who choose to vote to uh, either fill out their mail-in ballot or make their way to polling places uh, this election cycle. Again, Joel, thanks for your time. Yeah, thank you. Yep. We're going to take a break here in just a moment. And when we return, we're going to hop on over to the other side of the aisle and speak with the chairman of Utah Young Republicans, Abe Vasquez, will be my guest after the break here on Live Mike. I'm Lee Lonsberry, and this is KSL News Radio. Do you believe Election Day is already here? Uh, honestly, 2016, Election Day 2016 seems like just a moment ago, right? So much has happened. And I, it would make your head spin if we were to rattle off some of the headlines that we have reported on over the past four years during uh, President Trump's first term. It's just fascinating. Our, our whole concept of time uh, is warped due to the pace at which we have been covering stories. And then, of course, you throw 2020 into the mix with the pandemic. It changes things uh, all the more. Anyway, uh, we have over the past little while here been discussing uh, the youth vote. What are young voters up to this election cycle, youth enthusiasm to vote and the likelihood of turning out is on track to hit record levels here in 2020. There was a, a study, uh, a study handled by the Institutes of Politics at the Harvard Kennedy School. It asked young voters about uh, their expected behavior this year. Some of the results come back. 63 percent of respondents to this survey indicate that they definitely will be voting. Now, again, these young Americans, are, these young voters, are young people ages 18 to 29. Again, 63% of them indicating that they will definitely be voting. That is compared to 47% during the same time in 2016. Now, uh, on to the candidates. Since September, Biden's advantage has increased to 63 percent compared to Trump's 25 percent. That's among uh, 18 to 29 year olds most likely to vote. Uh, And more than half, 55 percent of young Democrats, uh, young Democratic likely voters intend to vote by mail compared to less than one third of their Republican peers. Last detail from the Harvard Kennedy School survey among all of the self-reported likely voters 
about 37 percent of them plan to vote in person at a polling place and about half uh, will vote by mail. Anyway, so that's a look at things nationally. Uh, a quick look at how things fare here in Utah or how they have fared in the past. The past presidential election, that, of course, of 2016, uh, young people between 18 and 29 here in Utah, 520,000 of them, almost 521,000, more than half a million young people voted here in the state of Utah. That's 26.8% of voters in the state. And this last detail I'll point out, that puts Utah's behavior at least as measured during the last presidential election cycle higher than the national average, which is 21.6% for that same age group. Okay, those are the details. That's the groundwork. Now let's have a conversation. Abe Vasquez, chairman of the Utah Young Republicans, joins me on the line now. Uh, Abe, how you doing? I'm doing well. Thanks for letting me talk with you. No, uh, of course. I'm, I'm all right. I'm pleased to be speaking with you. I'm anxious to, to dive into what you're observing uh, as chairman of, of Young Republicans. Tell me, what are the concerns leading young voters to the polls this election, you think? Uh, you know, one thing that we got to talk about is, you know, you know the, how young voters are actually voting. Uh, and this is this is looking to the Republican side or Democrats side. They're voting Republican and Democrat. You know, Utah is, you know, the youngest state in the union, and we have about the average age of Utahns right now is 30 years old. So we have a lot of a lot of young people voting in this election, and we're expecting to make historic amounts as well. Um, you know, and our one of the views I was talking to people about was, you know. Republicans, we need to, as Republicans, we need to focus a lot more in um, concentrating our views towards uh, younger people. How to how to get them out to vote for the Republican Party? How to engage the Republican Party with them as well as we're losing them um, a little bit more and more. Uh, but as of right now, we're we're looking into into that, and we're trying to fight hard and trying to make sure people are registered to vote and uh, getting them out to vote. Uh, and this election, uh, people are doing a lot of them, like since Utah has been doing um, vote by mail within the last four years now, um, there's been a lot of ease um, of people voting through mail. And that's what I've been seeing in, in our area. Well, why do you think that is? You, you mentioned uh, more young people voting Democratic. Why do you why do you think that's the case? I, I think uh, Republicans have been focusing on nationally, at least. Uh, focusing on older generations because those are the people that actually vote in, in our nation. Uh, but that's changing now. That trend is changing where a lot where we have a lot of things on social media, a lot of truths going out, and a lot of people at you know Facebook, Twitter, they're pushing out people out to vote to register to vote too. So we're going to start seeing that movement of younger Americans actually voting. Um, and so the Republican Party, in my perspective, hasn't been doing enough. Uh, on that nationally, uh, Utah-wise and on our organization, we've been pushing it out where we can have conversations with younger uh, elected officials. So within this year, we have at least five or six young um, you know, Republicans running for state houses seats. You know, there's Candace Perucci, there's Travis Campbell. Okay. Uh, there's many more like them that are uh, getting out there. And we want to activate the young voters saying, hey, these are people that look like you. So let's vote for them. And then we can continue bringing new new Republicans to to the House and to the Capitol. Well, what are the top concerns uh, for you this election, Abe? For me, uh, is this like statewide or nationally? Because there's many on both sides. G- give me a little of both. 
Okay, so nationally, I'm a little bit concerned of our, you know, presidential election. I, I, I do agree with, um, you know, we, we have a good chance of losing the presidency. And it kind of makes me a little bit um, sad that that can happen. You know, we can lose the Senate as well. Uh, and I think on that perspective, that's going to make sure that, you know, the Republican Party actually views um, younger voters. You know, these are important voters, too. Another thing that kind of... Um, makes me iffy about this election is, you know, melon voters, you know, although in Utah we do a good job on the melon voting, other states have, have never done this before. And so, you know, some states do look at Utah and uh, look at their what they do, and they do a phenomenal job. But states like in Pennsylvania, Wisconsin, or some of those states that haven't done that before, uh, you know, that's a little bit concerning, you know, how, how fair is that? And you know, election fraud, that can actually can happen. And so we're seeing that out in the East area. And so that's one of the things I'm I'm a little bit more concerned in. Mm. And give me Um, a a little something you're tracking here at the state level. At the state level, you know, Salt Lake County is a big area where we want to continue working hard, uh, you know, and we want to help out Trent Staggs win. And so that's one of the biggest concerns as well. You know, we haven't had uh, a debate between Trent Staggs and Jenny Wilson, and that's one of the biggest concerns we have as well. Like, you know, candidate, we can't know exactly what she does or anything like that, and people are just going to vote straight ticket, um, you know, voting Democrat or Republican. We want to make sure that we have that availability for people to actually know the differences between the, the two candidates um, as well. Like, you know, other within this, we, we just want to make sure that young Republicans actually do vote Republican as well. Uh, we've been seeing some trends that a lot of young Repo- uh, Republicans are actually a lot more moderate than, um, than uh, the rest of the country as well. Uh, so we got to find a way to figure it out where um, they should be voting more Republican. Uh, and, you know, the Democrats have been doing a good job on, you know, having getting the, the base active, getting them to vote for Democrats. And the Republican Party hasn't been that much eager to do that. Abe but Vasquez, we're, we're working on that. Chairman of the Utah Young Republicans, Abe Vasquez, sir, thank you so much for your time and your insight. Uh, I'm sure we'll be touching base with uh, with you in the days leading up to this election. Looking forward to your, your insight and your outlook. Okay, thank you. All righty. We're going to take a quick break here, and when we return, we'll be joined by Boyd Matheson. As you well know, he, the host of Inside Sources, also serves here in this newsroom as the opinion editor of the Deseret News. And if you've been following along at home, there are some changes coming to the Deseret News. He'll share those with us next and some of the reasoning behind them ahead on Live Mike. I'm Lee Lonsberry, and this is KSL News Radio. Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. She was tear-gassed and beaten. Images of thousands desperate to escape Taliban oppression filled our news feeds. More than 80,000 Afghans made it to America. But the story didn't end there. It was very cold. There was no power, no heat. Who would help our newest neighbors? I'm Andrea Smartin. In Stranger Becomes Neighbor, you'll hear the stories of some remarkable refugees who left their homes and their dreams behind, only to start over from zero. Their only possession was three blankets. And you'll meet Americans who stepped up to help them. You want me to come when you deliver your baby. What can one person do in the face of an international disaster decades in the making? That's Stranger Becomes Neighbor. Find us at kslpodcast.com, follow us on Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen.